welcome to another episode of Basic Bible Questions. This is a place where I share answers to many of the questions I researched during my 20-plus years of Bible exploration. Today's question is, are there contradictions in the Bible? The short, simple answer is no. Some people, especially those who want to discredit the Bible, have been trying almost since the Bible was compiled to find contradictions in it. Today, I'm going to talk about just five of those so-called contradictions and explain why they really are not contradictions. Let's start with the Gospels. They get picked on a lot by Bible naysayers. They were written by four different people about essentially the same events. When police question two witnesses of a crime, there are invariably discrepancies in the witnesses' accounts of what happened. And yet, here we have four different authors who wrote about the same events, in some cases long after they happened, and they never contradicted each other. It's true, some included details that others didn't include, or stressed certain events over others. That's because they were writing from their own perspective. And now when I say it was from their perspective, it doesn't mean it was their opinion or that they would contradict each other. It simply means that if you look at something from one angle, you're going to see one thing. But someone looking at that same thing from the other side of the room is going to see something else. Let me go back to the example I used when I answered the question, who wrote the Bible? You have two people seeing the same thing, but they're seeing it from a different angle. I'm going to tell you maybe that I don't know, let's say I'm looking at a flat screen TV, okay? So I'm going to say, look, there's a red light on the front. But the person on the back of the TV is looking and saying, hey, there's a cord coming out of this thing. I'm probably not going to tell you about the cord because, you know, it's kind of tucked behind the TV and I'm not really seeing it. But I am seeing the red light. That doesn't mean the cord isn't there. It just means from my perspective, it's not really important. However, the person on the other side of the TV sees a cord hanging down and is probably saying, hey, this should go into an outlet or something. I'm going to tell people about it. So this explains one of the most argued so-called contradictions in the Bible, in the Gospels. People who want to discredit the Bible sometimes point to Mark, Luke, and Matthew's account of Jesus driving demons from someone into a herd of pigs. Mark and Luke talk about a man who lived in the tombs. Matthew mentions two men. They're not contradicting each other. This simply means that from Mark and Luke's perspective, the second man was like the cord on the back of the TV. They may have known the second man was there, but that man wasn't important to the event. So from their perspective, he wasn't worth mentioning. Matthew doesn't talk about what happened to either of the men after they were freed from the demons, but Mark and Luke mention one of the men specifically because they saw him afterwards and they wanted to tell us this man had been freed. They likely didn't see the other man again, so he was of less importance to the event and thus not mentioned. This doesn't mean that he didn't exist. A lot of the, quote, contradictions people point out are simply due to their lack of understanding of the language and terms used back when the scriptures were written. If they studied more thoroughly, they'd find they're simply misunderstanding the terms that were used. Here's an example of how that could happen today. My favorite movie is Jaws. Don't ask me why. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I just know it's my favorite. And there's a scene in there where Chief Brody's watching the swimmers at the beach intently with great concern because of a recent shark attack. 
This man wearing a really silly looking bathing cap on his head gets in Chief Brody's face and starts complaining about some minor problem that he thinks the chief should address right away. When he's done talking, Chief Brody looks at him and says, that's some bad hat, Harry. <laughs> now, 2,000 years from now, after our language has had time to evolve and change, as it always does, if someone watches this movie, they may hear that line and say, the man was wearing a bad hat. Maybe it was too tight on his head, and that's why he was being foolish. We should be very careful not to wear bad hats. <laughs> the fact that Chief Brody was being totally sarcastic and making fun of the man's bathing cap would be completely lost on them. It had never occurred to them that bad, in this case, meant cool and stylish, and that Chief Brody meant the exact opposite. He was being sarcastic. So people read the scriptures today and sometimes miss the point because they don't understand the language of the time. Learning to do a thorough word study helps us avoid this mistake. Another problem is that if we don't have enough information, something might look like a contradiction. Where was Jesus when he healed the blind man? Luke talks about Jesus coming near Jericho when he healed him and Mark says he healed him as he went out of Jericho. We're confident they're both talking about the same man, um, partially because the man said exactly the same thing to Jesus in both accounts. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That wasn't a common phrase that you'd expect two different blind men to say. So was Jesus coming to Jericho or was he leaving Jericho? Hold on to your chair. The answer is both. Let me explain. A German archaeologist discovered in 1807 that in Jesus' day, there were two Jerichos. They were called the Twin Cities of Jericho. The old Jericho had been destroyed, but was still there, and there was a new Jericho right next to it that had been built by the Romans. Jesus was on his way out of one and into the other. So, yes, Luke was right when he said Jesus was coming near Jericho, and Mark was right when he said Jesus was leaving Jericho. For those who don't know the history and geography of the time, this was a contradiction. But when we learn this additional information, we see there is no contradiction. So be careful not to let small things like this convince you the Bible is wrong. It's more likely our knowledge of the circumstances is lacking. Actually, here's a simpler example. Mark says Jesus was crucified in the third hour. If the day started at 6 a.m., three hours later would bring us to 9 a.m., now, John says the trial of Jesus was held at about the sixth hour. Are you with me? If the day started at 6 a.m., that would bring us to noon. Um, how could he have been crucified before the trial even started? So, was Jesus crucified in the third hour or after the trial that was held at noon? This has an incredibly simple answer. Mark was using the Jewish time system, which starts the day at 6 a.m. and said Jesus was crucified at 9 a.m. John was using the Roman time system, which starts the day at 12 a.m. and said the trial began in the sixth hour, which would be 6 a.m. Three hours later at 9 a.m., Jesus was crucified. So you see, they're both saying Jesus was crucified at 9 a.m. They just said it differently. When we have enough information, these so-called contradictions simply dissolve. Another commonly discussed question is found in Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 1 says the trees were made on day 3 
and on day six, the animals were created, followed by the creation of Adam and Eve. Genesis 2, if not read carefully, can look like God is saying he created Adam, then the trees, then the animals, and finally Eve. If we look at it closely, though, Genesis 2 is an account of the garden God created and his placement of certain trees, those that bore fruit, followed by the placement of Adam in the garden. Then he brought the animals to Adam to see what he would name them. In other words, Genesis 1 is the full account of all creation. Genesis 2 is the account of the creation of a garden and how God used it. Okay, let's talk about one more. Did Judas hang himself or did his abdomen burst open? Matthew says, And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. In Acts, Luke says, Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. Ew. (laughs) So did he hang himself, or did his abdomen burst open? Both. In fact, there are at least three different ways this could have happened. In each scenario, he hung himself first. Then either the rope broke, and when he hit the ground, his abdomen burst open, or the branch the rope was tied to broke and he fell, or maybe someone cut him down, and when they did, he fell to the ground and burst open. Okay, so here's a bonus teaching. If you were really paying attention just now to what I've shared about Judas, you caught what appears to be another contradiction in these two scriptures. Did Judas cast down the pieces of silver, or did he buy a field with it? This too is an apparent contradiction that there's an easy explanation for, but I'm going to leave this one for you to research so you can start learning to find answers to contradictions on your own. If you have trouble finding the answer, go to my website and at the bottom of the transcript, you'll find a link that gives a really good explanation. So the more we see the contradictions are not true, the more confident we become in the accuracy of the Bible. If you want to find a contradiction, you'll find one. But if you believe God's word is true and there are no contradictions, you'll look a little deeper and you'll find the truth. If you find a contradiction that you're unable to resolve with research, ask God to reveal the answer to you. If the answer doesn't come, don't assume that it never will. Expect to learn something later in your studies that will clear up that discrepancy for you. Please, don't ever let a supposed contradiction shake your faith in God's Bible. You can find all the scriptures for today's question on my website and can download and print them if you like. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to ask additional questions at my website, basicbiblequestions.com. Please be reminded, though, this isn't the place for deep theological debates. It's just what the title says, Answers to Basic Bible Questions. If you want to see the supporting scriptures for today's podcast or print the transcript for further study, you can do that at my website, too. Thanks for listening.